Well, another week of parliamentary sittings has come and gone. And whilst there were a couple of positive announcements and movements, a number of long-awaited measures still have progressed no further. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice, strategy-related queries you may have. Well, the week started on a positive note for a number of people, with the government announcing that the coronavirus, or Job Seeker Supplement, would be extended for another three months, from the end of December 2020 to the end of March 2021. It will, however, be paid for those additional three months at a lower rate of $100 per fortnight, down from the current rate of $250 per fortnight. Now, this change aligns the payment of the supplement to the extended timeframes and reduced payment levels that had already been announced for JobKeeper payments. But that was possibly where the good news finished for the week. We did see bills introduced into Parliament to give effect to 20 recommendations from the Hain Royal Commission, but the measures many advisers were waiting for clarity on, those related to the annual consent requirements, were not amongst them. With Parliament now in recess for the next two weeks, resuming again on the 30th of November 2020, and only eight sitting days scheduled for the remainder of this year, time is running out to provide the financial planning and financial services industries much-needed clarity on the proposed operation of these measures. There is an expectation that the annual consent measures will be introduced in the final two sitting weeks of this year, and perhaps in some good news, we did see that the commencement dates for a number of the measures released this week had been updated, reflecting the fact that the bills were introduced later than originally planned. Now, given there will be a need for advisors, advice practices and product providers to change and update some processes to cater for the annual consent requirements, we should be quietly confident that there may be a deferral of the start date beyond the 1st of January 2021. However, whether it's a 6-month, 12-month or some other form of deferral remains to be seen. What we can't forget, though, is that there is an important intent behind these annual consent measures, and that is to limit or reduce the potential for fees being charged in situations where no related services are being provided. This was a significant issue identified in the Royal Commission, and changes will be made. Indeed, many advisors, practices and product providers have already commenced changing their processes in the anticipation of this future change and in line with their existing fiduciary obligations. Now, unfortunately, we saw no further movement on the Treasury Laws Amendment More Flexible Superannuation Bill, which is the bill that will align the age for bring forward non-concessional contributions to super to the commencement age for the work test for making those contributions, being age 67. Now, today, the 13th of November 2020, marks exactly six months since this bill was first introduced into Parliament back on the 13th of May 2020. And as time continues to pass, the chances of clients being disadvantaged by delays in passing this non-controversial change continues to increase. Let's hope that Parliament delivers us an early Christmas present in the December sitting and finally passes this bill. One other matter that has continued to gain some airtime this week is the release by FASEA of submissions it received during consultation on the development of the standards it was required to set under the Corporations Act provisions. Of most note here were the submissions related to the FASEA Code of Ethics, and in particular, the initial consultation process on a draft code. 
Now, this matter has been raised in parliamentary committees in recent weeks, but I have to wonder for what purpose. Whilst it is appropriate for regulatory bodies to be held to account, is there any real benefit to be served in looking into a consultation process that is two and a half years old? We have a code that is live now and has been live for almost a year. Whilst acknowledging that there are some areas that cause confusion and concern for some, would we not be better served focusing on what we currently have and ultimately continuing to provide great advice to clients? Dwelling on the past in matters such as this runs the risk of creating further confusion in a time when stability is needed. Now, speaking of confusion rather than stability, the US presidential election outcome continues to make headlines. Uh, Almost two weeks after the votes were cast and counted. Given this uncertainty, our next fortnightly technical webinar scheduled for Wednesday the 18th of May 2020 may be one of the most important ones held as Hans Cunnan, Senior Economist with St George Bank, joins us to discuss what the US election result may mean for Australian investors. And who knows, we may even have an official result by then. Now if you haven't yet registered for this webinar, you can do so by heading to bt.com.au forward slash professional and following the links to the BT Academy webinar series. And as always, remember that for any technical advice strategy considerations, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Until next week, bye for now.